do you crave daily motivation and want valuable tips for dealing with the stress of type 1 diabetes? Sign up for our daily email and start your day with a practical type 1 diabetes and mental health tip delivered straight to your inbox. It's like a personal boost for your day, from me to you. And best of all, it's absolutely free. Don't wait. Go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip and subscribe today because every day with type 1 diabetes deserves a healthy start. That's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip. Do you ever wonder what keeps you stuck in your mental health challenges with type 1 diabetes? The burnout, the anxiety, the frustration, and why can't you shake them? You'll find out what keeps you stuck in this episode. Welcome to the Living with T1D podcast, brought to you by the Diabetes Psychologist. This is the only podcast where we teach you how to build your type 1 diabetes stress management plan like a sailboat. You are the captain, your diabetes management is the hull, your mindset is the sails, your behavior is the rudder, and your support team is the crew. When you build your sailboat correctly, you will have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. And on this episode of the podcast, we talk about avoidance. Avoidance is staying away from activities like bolusing, going outside, exercising, and even talking about diabetes with friends and family. I talk about why avoidance happens, how it's helpful, but also how avoidance keeps you stuck in your mental health challenges and makes it really, really hard to get out. If you're looking for your pathway out of the emotional challenges of type 1 diabetes, this episode is for you. Hey there, welcome to the Live Free with T1D podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. We all know what causes mental health challenges for people with type 1 diabetes. That answer is pretty obvious. It is diabetes. Diabetes is stressful, diabetes is overwhelming, and diabetes makes life challenging. But here's another question I want to ask you. What keeps your mental health challenges going? Or another way of putting this is, what keeps you stuck in these mental health challenges? The easy answer is diabetes. Diabetes is not going anywhere. and Diabetes is an ongoing condition with no cure, at least at this point. And so it's easy to say that, yeah, I have diabetes and therefore I'm always going to have mental health challenges. But I know for a fact, and from my experience and working with hundreds of folks with type 1 diabetes over the years, that this is simply not true. There's actually something very different that keeps your mental health challenges with type 1 diabetes going and keeps you stuck in those challenges. And that thing is avoidance. So what is avoidance and how does it keep you stuck? The dictionary definition of avoidance is the action of keeping away from or not doing something. Now, if you think about your life with type 1 diabetes, my guess is there are lots of things you can think of that you stay away from or that you don't do. And avoidance is a natural part of being human. As humans, we like to stay away from things that are uncomfortable, that make us scared, that make us anxious, that make us fearful and oppressed or any other thing that makes us uncomfortable. So avoidance is a natural part of life. But here's the thing. When you avoid 
emotions or situations or experiences or even people in your life with type 1 diabetes, all it does is keep you stuck. Now, avoidance helps you. Avoidance can help you to stay safe. It can help you to stay calm. And it can help you to stay emotionally regulated. But at the same time, avoidance also can push things away and push experiences away that can give you information that can be really helpful for you in your life with diabetes. And even more importantly, it can be helpful for you in moving past your emotional challenges. When we experience emotional challenges in our life with type 1 diabetes, our first instinct is to avoid them, to move away from them. Take a minute and think about how this shows up in your life. Remember the last time you were feeling burnt out with diabetes? What did you do? My guess is you didn't dive in and think about diabetes all the time, at least on a purpose. You didn't pay attention to your blood sugars every single moment of the day. Maybe you even skipped boluses or tried to push feelings away in other ways, like drinking or sleeping or avoiding talking about diabetes with friends and family. Now, my guess is that when you did this, it helped you for a short period of time. You got that quick relief of not having to think about diabetes for a moment. And that was nice. But what did it do for you in the long term? My guess is not a whole lot. It didn't help you. It didn't make the feelings of burnout go away forever, only for that short period of time. And when they came back, they came back with a vengeance. And so all you do is you get in the cycle of avoidance because you say, well, the only way that I know to make this go away and to make myself feel better is to avoid the feeling in some way, avoid the thought in some way, or avoid the situation in some way. But there's a bigger problem to avoidance than just that short-term benefit and long-term cost. Avoidance keeps you stuck. And here's how. You're unable to get information about what happens if you don't avoid. So you get stuck in the cycle of avoidance. Here's what I mean. Imagine that you have a fear of low blood sugar. Many people with type 1 diabetes have this fear. And what they do is they avoid all kinds of situations where they're worried their blood sugar could go low. Now, for example, they underbolus for their food because they worry that if they take their full bolus of insulin for their food, they'll go low. Or they avoid doing things like outdoor activities because they're worried about what could happen if they go for a hike or go for a bike ride or take their kids to the park. Or they avoid activities that if they did go low, they think they may not be able to take care of themselves or they may have a disastrous outcome like driving or skiing or scuba diving. Now, on the surface of it, these behaviors make a lot of sense. But there's a big cost to these behaviors of avoiding. Well, first of all, the cost is you're not able to do the things that you want to do in your life. And you're not able to manage your blood sugar well because you're not taking enough insulin. But more importantly, what's happening is you're never able to get information about what's real in your life with type 1 diabetes. What happens if you take that full bolus of insulin? By not taking that full bolus of insulin, 
you get stuck in the belief that the only reason that you're safe is because you didn't bolus fully for the meal that you ate. If you don't go on the hike, you believe the only reason you are staying safe is because you're avoiding hiking. But what if it was possible for you to take that full bolus of insulin and stay safe? What if it was possible for you to go on that hike or go skiing or drive in a car and be safe? Well, I think it is possible, but if you avoid the situations, you are never able to get evidence that you need that will tell you that that's true. You get stuck in the belief that right now I'm safe, and the only reason that I'm safe is because I'm avoiding the situations. You don't have any evidence otherwise, and so there's no way to change your belief. I can talk to you until I'm blue in the face about how it's not true. But until you're able to experience it and see for yourself that you're able to do these things and to be safe while doing them and be able to treat your lows if they happen when you're out doing these activities, then you're never going to be able to get there. So while avoidance makes you avoid activities that you want to do, it also prevents you from getting really valuable information that could help you move forward. It prevents you from having the experience of knowing what it's like to go for a hike, what it's like to feel that anxiety and look at your CGM and realize that you're okay, what it's like to take that full bolus of insulin and watch your CGM drop low and know that you can treat that low. Avoidance has so much more to it than missing out on life. It's missing out on information that can be so helpful for you as you move forward. So let's talk a little bit about what avoidance looks like in the real world for you with type 1 diabetes. So I talked about keeping your blood sugars high. Now, you keep your blood sugars high to avoid going low. And then you get comfortable there. You tell yourself, the only reason that I'm safe is because my blood sugar is 250 right now. And anything below 250 or 200 or you name the, you name the, the value, means that I'm unsafe. Well, being at 250, you know, is objectively safe in the moment. It's not going to be safe long term, but in the moment, the chance of you going low is pretty low. But then you believe that if I'm lower than 250, I'm in danger. Well, that is not true, objectively, even though you may feel that and you may think that. And what happens is you get stuck in that rut. The rut gets deeper and deeper of if I, my blood sugar goes below 250, I'm in danger. And you're never able to get information about what happens if I'm at 150. What does that feel like? How do I experience that place of being at a lower number? Am I feeling shaky? Am I feeling like I'm low? Am I able to function in the world? Am I able to pay attention to my work and my friends and my family, even at that number? If you never get the information, nothing can ever change. Let's talk about feeling burnt out. You're feeling burnt out by diabetes, and so your immediate reaction is to avoid. What does avoidance look like in your burnout? Maybe it looks like not taking your insulin, or not checking your blood sugar, or not talking about diabetes with your friends and family, or just not even telling people that you have diabetes and keeping it a secret. 
And so you tell, tell yourself, well, the only thing that I know what to do when I feel burnt out is to avoid. What's the alternative though? The alternative is leaning into your diabetes, actually managing it, even when you're feeling burnt out, talking about your diabetes in a casual way to friends and family. But if you continually avoid diabetes when you feel burnt out, you're never able to get information about what the experience will be like for you when you lean into it when you're feeling burnt out. And that's a shame. Now, the experience of leaning into diabetes when you're burnt out may not be fun. It may actually be really challenging. But we also want you to see that even when it's challenging, you can handle it. You can handle those challenges. And avoidance doesn't give you the opportunity to see that you can handle these challenges with type 1 diabetes, that you can handle taking your full dose of insulin, that you can handle leaning into diabetes when you're feeling burnt out, and that you can handle situations where your blood sugar could go low. So finally, let's talk about hiking. Lots of people tell me that they avoid hiking with diabetes because they're so terrified of what could happen if they go on a hike and they go low. Now, I don't want you to go low, and I don't want you to put yourself in a position where you're going to be in danger if you go low. But what I want you to be able to do is not avoid these activities. Again, because I want you to be able to live your life and do these fun things. What I want you to do is be able to experience going on a hike and perhaps even dropping low, at least having the possibility of that happening, and then recognizing that you know what it feels like, that you can handle the feeling, and that you can do what you need to do to treat the low blood sugar. And then see what happens afterwards. See what kind of thoughts you have, what sort of emotions you have, and what your experience is like later on. For most people, taking the shield away from avoidance and moving into these activities, into bolusing, into talking about diabetes, it is very scary at first because it's unknown. You've been avoiding for such a long time and you don't quite know what to do when you're not avoiding anymore because sometimes the feelings can be overwhelming or at least feel that way. But once you're able to do it, once you're able to stop avoiding and start pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, yes, it's challenging, but you learn so much. And for most people, it is empowering. It is empowering to know that you can change your behavior, that you can do hard things, and that you can move forward in your mental health. And when you do this, you do exactly what we're talking about, and that is getting unstuck from your mental health challenges. The avoidance has kept you stuck. And now by moving past the avoidance, you are able to break free from that and get unstuck. So what is the process of not avoiding challenging things in your life with type 1 diabetes as a way to get unstuck from the mental health challenges that you may be experiencing? Well, the first thing you have to do is identify what you are avoiding. And be very specific. You're avoiding activities. You're avoiding bolusing. But my guess is it's more than that. My guess is you're actually avoiding the emotions that come with that. So you don't want to feel scared. You don't want to feel overwhelmed. You don't want to feel frustrated. And so you avoid activities in order to avoid feeling certain ways. And so what we want to do is identify both the activity but also the emotion that comes with it. And ask yourself, which am I avoiding more? Am I avoiding the activity or the resulting emotion? It's almost always the resulting emotion. And then once you identify that thing, ask yourself, 
what would it be like if I experienced it? What would be the worst thing that could happen if I feel scared? What would be the worst thing that would happen if I feel overwhelmed or burnt out or frustrated in my life with type 1 diabetes? Am I able to get past that? Are there ways that I have dealt with those same emotions in the past? And how has that been for me? Ask yourself those questions. And my guess is that you'll see some situations in your life outside of diabetes where you've been able to do it. And diabetes doesn't live in a silo. So these emotions are actually very similar across your life. Although sometimes we tend to think in our lives with diabetes that they are somehow different and they're scarier. I guarantee you they are if you look at them with a clear set of eyes. Once you identify what you're scared of, what you're avoiding, and what could happen, then the next step is to move forward and take small steps to stop avoiding. Now, I don't want you completely jumping in the pool right now. I want you to take a small step forward, maybe dip your toe in the water with your avoidance behaviors and avoiding your avoidance behaviors and see what happens. As long as you can keep on going. You dip a toe and then two toes and then your whole foot and then eventually your leg and your body. Sometimes going full force is not the best option. In situations that involve your blood sugar, that's usually the case. We want to test the waters here and make sure that you're safe, make sure that you know that you're safe, and make sure that you're confident that you're able to take care of yourself if something goes awry with your blood sugars. That is important. But you have to commit to taking action in order to stop your avoidance. Taking action, leading with action, is actually the antithesis of avoidance. And that's how you're able to get unstuck and move forward in your life with type 1 diabetes and your mental health challenges. So just to recap here, avoidance is what's keeping you stuck. Avoidance keeps you stuck in the suck of the mental health challenges of diabetes. And once you're able to see that and see the benefit that avoidance gives you, but also the cost of avoidance, both in terms of what you're able to do, as well as your ability to move on from your mental health challenges, the better off you're going to be. You're going to be able to see that avoidance is actually not all that helpful, even though it feels natural. And then you can take steps to identify what are you avoiding? Are they emotions or are they behaviors? What would happen if you were not to avoid those things? What would that experience be like for you? And then how can you empower yourself to move forward in your life, take action, not avoid, and try out new things? And this is all an information gathering exercise. And this is all an information gathering exercise. Our goal here is for you to be able to gather information so that you can move forward with confidence that you're able to handle these situations, that you know what to expect, and that you're empowered to handle whatever situation comes your way, even when you're managing your diabetes well and leading with action and doing the things that you want in your life and not avoiding the emotions, the behaviors, and the activities that have been keeping you stuck in your life with type 1 diabetes. Thanks so much for joining me on the Live Free with T1D podcast, where I teach you how to build your diabetes management plan like a sailboat so you can have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.